Hello. So back at the beginning of lockdown in March 2020, I um, thought it would be a great idea to have a chat with my friend Rob Brooks. Um, he runs his business, Death and Disease, which is an insurance provider, helping people make death and disease less terrible for their families and business. He's a leader with heart and he's been running his business remotely for years with all of his team working from their own homes with the freedom and flexibility. So he has worked hard on thinking about what's important and how to support his team. So we had a chat back in May and of course lots of life has happened since and I've just come back to it because there's been so many teams adjusting to remote working over the last few months and learning their way through it, the team members and the team leaders and many teams are continuing to work remotely and will continue for some time. At the start of the year, Deloitte brought out their report named Mental Health and Employers Refreshing the Case for Investment and they estimated the costs to employers in the UK for poor mental health was as high as £45 billion. These costs will be rising with the impact of COVID-19 across society and we need to continue to find ways to support each other going forward. And there's always learning for all of us till the end of our days around maintaining connection, developing and adapting our businesses, organisations, our families, all of it, and being able to serve people well and supporting productivity and employers' fulfilment and in particular supporting each other's mental health. As I say, this is an ongoing process, but this conversation with Rob hopefully allows him to share his experience, knowledge and wisdom that he's learned along the way. Please note that when I make reference to the book Time to Think, I say it's by Naomi Klein. It's not. It is, in fact, by Nancy Klein. Slight slip of the tongue there, or brain. Naomi Klein's book, No Logo, is just as important, but it's on a very different subject matter to today's topic. Hi, Rob. Hi, Brainy. No, I've asked you to come on and chat to me because you've been working with your team remotely for some time and obviously a lot of people are adjusting to this so yes we have and remote working is something that I'm a huge fan of because it releases people from that grind of commuting sat in a car on a bus for what is hours of their lives and not just the traveling time but also for example if you're having a day where you're just sat at your desk not going out to visit clients, then you don't need to get dressed up in your smart clothes and put on your lipstick and everything else. And you can also nip to the dentist or walk the dog or go and see your child's nativity or whatever it is. So it's so much, it gives you so much more freedom. Um, now, people do still need to get out. So you can't, I think it's quite difficult if you spend your entire time at your desk and you don't interact with anyone else. But everyone um, in my team does get out, um, except some of the people that help with admin, but they also have, they have busy social life, so that seems to work fine. Um, they're all working mums, so that's, uh, there's always plenty of people to talk to. But I think if you lived on your own and your job never involved going to see anybody, I think that would be difficult because everybody needs some sort of human interaction um except possibly uh computer programmers <laughs> i don't know <laughs> different, yeah, different. a lot of people who are adjusting to this right now are you know at home many people are by themselves yeah but uh, in in terms of uh in the long term when when this crazy coronavirus has as we've moved on from from this current situation i think 
a lot more people will work from home um, more often. Maybe not every day, but say two or three days a week. And I think that that's good for society. Yeah. And I love the flexibility of your approach and your um, acceptance might be the wrong word, but you're just you're knowing that we have lives around our work and it's all part and parcel. And yeah, but it leads to happier people. So people do much better work, I think. Now, there are definitely challenges, depending on different people from working at home, because in an office, you know, you you will be seen if you spend all day on Facebook or uh, staring out the window or or whatever, or making the 47th cup of tea this hour because you're trying to put something off. So it uh, you, there are sort of ways to manage your time at home to make because you don't have anyone looking over your shoulder to sort of discipline you to actually do your work. Now, most of us um, uh, maybe uh, feel we, that make a difference at work anyway, I don't know, but um, some people don't have any problem getting distracted and going onto social media and all the rest of it, but other people it's a massive problem. So there's different ways of coping with that. Um, so some, some things I've used in the past is the Pomodoro technique I don't know if you've come across that. I remember you talking about it. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll very briefly explain it um, for anybody who hasn't heard of it. Um, this is where you set a timer for 25 minutes. And at the start, you decide what you're going to do for that 25 minutes. And 25 minutes isn't too intimidating. So you can, it, it's, it's not, it, so you don't feel, oh my goodness, I've got to do three hours work on this horrible big project or something. Uh, 25 minutes is usually... Not, not so scary that you don't start it um, and you do nothing else for that 25 minutes you don't make a cup of tea you don't go to the loo you don't answer the phone you literally do what you agreed with yourself that you would do for those 25 minutes and when your timer goes off you stop and then you can have five minutes and it is five minutes not 15 or 20 doing the little things that we need to do and then you do another pomodoro another 25 minutes and you decide then what is the priority? Now, it might be to ring somebody back who phoned you while you were on your previous Pomodoro. But the reason you didn't answer the phone is that when you answer the phone, unless it's really urgent, you get distracted and it takes another 10 minutes to get back into whatever thing you were doing. So um, that's just one technique that uh, I've found helps me not to just sort of get too distracted by, by other things that are going on. Yeah, and since hearing you talk about that, I have use that to an extent and so, um, at the moment actually with working around children who are school, doing school stuff and doing my own business i suppose my adaption of it is in between checking that they've got online okay they've got the lesson going like what's the one thing i can use this time for yeah yeah and also with children working from home or, or other people if I, I tell them what i'm doing i say right dad's got a pomodoro now and they they just don't distract me don't until my point is finished then they see me stand up and have a two minutes leg stretch and then they come and ask me whatever so it helps the other people not distract you as well uh, who you live with so it, it does work quite well um one other thing that um people listening might find useful um sometimes i have a project which i just I just don't want to do it's just something that's really difficult you know if, if we know what to do and it's something we've done a thousand times before it's really easy just to get started you might not even need to use the pomodoro technique it's, that's fine just do it but if you have something new and it's really difficult you can say to yourself right i'm just going to do it for one minute because even my brain 
can't think of reasons not to do something for one minute. And you start it and before you know it, you're well into it and you've, you've done it for half an hour or an hour or something like that. Um, and I know I'm only saying that to trick myself, but it works. So you say this huge big project, I'm going to do it for one minute. I'm going to get all my things out and just start it for one minute. And that is often all that is necessary to get into something. So instead of saying, oh, I'll just, I'll just make another cup of tea and then I'll start. Oh, I just need to check Facebook and then I'll start. Or say self, no, I'm ready. I'm going to do one minute. And then often that, that helps you get going to something that's really difficult. I love that. And I love how we can trick ourselves completely knowing we're doing it. We'll go into why I like knowing exactly why I'm doing this. My brain knows, but it still works. That's so fine. Brilliant. So in terms of holding a, a team remotely, because obviously connection between any team, whether it's a family or a business team or whatever, we need to be connected to be able to work well together. And that is limited through doing it remotely. So what do you know about like holding that, I guess, and holding a team. So um, I have a particular time every week that I talk to my team and it's a weekly slot and, uh, and I, I phone them or Zoom them or whatever at exactly that time, not one minute before or one minute late, always it's exactly that time because then everybody knows that it, I'm not, you know, it's not okay to be late but also they need to worry that they need to sign on 10 minutes early in case I, I, I send them a message early and embarrass them. So it's always, always make sure it's at exactly the same time. It, it doesn't last too long so that they don't know. Oh, Rob's talking to me again. He just waffles on. If it needs to only be short, it's short. If there's things to talk about, no problem. But make sure I always make contact at the same time with each team member every week. Um, and I also, they, not at this, not at the moment, but um, previously, always make sure I had uh, what's a physical face-to-face time, -face time in, in in person. That's what I'm trying to say um, with my each team member once a month, uh, because nothing beats face-to-face -face time. Actual, you know, looking somebody in the eye and, and having a chat, listening to them. Um, it doesn't have to be very long. Um, again not just for the sake of it you're not it's not some sort of corporate box ticking but it's it's just a good thing to have um to sit down with somebody in person once a month um and and then i find um that really helps me at other times when i'm talking to, to the team you know that they uh, it helps us work well together it's about availability isn't it then just knowing you're there even if they don't actually need you for long yeah and, and this 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 weekly conversation you, you, you know, it'd be easy to say oh we don't need this week i've nothing to talk about but there's always something comes up and if i hadn't made that in the office you meet might meet at the coffee machine or and you know things come out the woodwork there but um you can't do that remotely so but if you have a, a time and literally if there is nothing two minutes done you don't just sit there just to make yourself uh, you know, use up the time but by by having that time, things always come up. You maintain that contact, and uh, I find that that's very useful. Mm. I like the rhythm of it as well. The, the another um, thing I try not to do is obviously we can all see when somebody is uh, online, but that doesn't mean they're available. They might be doing a pomodoro, for example, but they might be on the phone to a customer. They might be who knows what's going on in their lives. So don't 
expecting an instant response from people just because I can see that they're actually there. Um, so, uh, it, it, you know, in, a, in an office, you can see what somebody's doing, but I can't see actually what they're doing. And therefore, I send them a message. I don't expect them to ignore me, but neither do I expect people to be sitting around just waiting for me to, to drop them a message and reply instantly. Um, giving them a bit of acknowledgement that they have other things in their lives as well. So what, I mean, in terms of holding a team anyway, but in terms of holding a team remotely, what matters most to you and your team, do you think? Um, I think I really like to spot people doing things right and, and tell them often you know we we people do things which we're really pleased that they've done and we just don't tell them in in all sorts of walks of life so if people are doing great things i like to tell them i don't like to you know make a stand on a rooftop and, and ball it to the world but i like to tell them so i might uh if i spot somebody doing who's done something really brilliant uh it can be a little thing can be a big thing then I might tell them on the phone call, I might write them a little letter or, or card to say, well done. So they can put that on their desk so that, that they know I'm pleased. It has to, it's, all, it's always a genuine thing. It's not sort of, again, a corporate sort of box. You don't have a little, uh, um, you know, diary, you know, oh, I must send one team member a, a well done card this month. It doesn't work like that at all because people will spot that immediately. Yeah. But if there are, if I have seen somebody do something that's really good, I like to tell them in one way or another. Yeah. Acknowledgement is one of my favourite things, I think. It's something I do in parenting as a coach. It's one of the, you know, something you're trained to do. And again, you say it like, not just for the sake of it, because that's, there's no use yeah. whatsoever and it loses trust. Um, but, and, but I mean, I, I don't know if you've worked in the corporate world, Brody, but I, I have, and it's, it's often the opposite. Everyone is so focused on catching people out and they forget when people just do something really great do they never say because it just doesn't occur to them and so i like to turn that on its head and and spot people doing things that are great so you obviously do it. it's in the second nature to you but it's not second nature to a lot of people yeah and um, it can be quite uncomfortable i think for a lot of people but like you say i mean appraisals and things like that we have not just in the corporate world but most professions are there and there's a but they're not seen necessarily as a positive thing and actually acknowledgement shouldn't just be in that space i think no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I'm reading um, think, Time to Think at the moment um, by okay. Naomi Klein, and she talks a lot about that and about, okay. that, you know, often organisations just don't acknowledge enough and the importance of doing it so that we think well and we work well together. Yes. I, my fear is that they will read that book or a similar book and think, oh, this is a really good idea and put it into some dreadful corporate fakery so this you know it'll pop up on their calendar once a month must say well well done to sarah or oh, you can just see yeah. it and it would just be so or even worse it'd be a automated well done or something like that just, <laughs> just we're not i just see it coming it'd be awful so yeah no, no. humanity it's all about just, isn't it? Be, be a human being yeah <laughs> don't, don't be a corporate yeah, robot yes absolutely Cool. Um, is there anything else you think is useful or that you're learning from not having being able to meet face to face? Uh, I think also 
people change and things change so just because something works for one person doesn't mean it works for another so listening never goes wrong um my team are, are, are lovely but I'm sure they're not really that interested in my life and so I always try to listen a lot more than I talk um I, I'm interested in my life but I don't uh, I'm very aware that doesn't mean everyone else is so I, I like to listen listen to them um and listen to their opinions and then when I've so often I'll run an idea past a team member and and then it's not just a question of then getting their ideas it's then going back and saying well actually I used this part of what you suggested or I didn't and this is why so it's not just a a quick box ticking exercise it's a I've actually gone back and explained how I found their answer really useful even if I used it or not I love how Rob holds himself accountable for his team and those words be human things change people are different and this bit that's just so true that listening never goes wrong I'm really grateful to having that chat with Rob and um I really hope for you and your team that you're finding your way through, that you're all willing to learn, check in with each other and to reach outside the team for more learning and support if and when you need it. If you want to get in touch at any time, then please do contact me via LinkedIn or email me at coaching at I hope that you guys get a bit of a rest over midwinter, Christmas, New Year and it is what you need it to be. Stay safe and go well. Thank you for listening to Root Deep. I'm Bryony Rountree. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, visit my Facebook page, Bryony Rountree Coaching, or come along to my website, bryonyrountree.com. It would be great to hear from you.